0: Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission.
1: Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts.
2: Well,
3: if you are just joining us, the news from the first couple of hours is that uh, the number 25 BMW had to go behind the wall with a hybrid warning. And Nick think was behind the wheel at the time, went into the HV, the high-voltage recovery area, and that is a specific place on the track just before the pit lane entry, where you can park out of harm's way and try and resolve the issue. It was resolved to the point where it could be moved and taken back to the pit lane. The car is in a state of undress back in the garage area. 107.9 FM around the track. RS2 on IMSRADIO.COM and the Radio Show Limited player. And we've got sound and vision for you there as well via the live video button. Our world feed available to you and welcome... To all of our syndicated TV networks around the world as well. Let's pick up some pit reports again. Uh, Nick Damon, first of all,
2: Uh, up at the 24 for Team RLL BMW with Philip Eng. Philip, um, well, you survived the first the first stint, which is more than your sister car did. How is the car feeling?
4: Car is feeling good so far. Um, Everything is going according to plan. It was such a great honor to do the start. First official start of our new car um, at the biggest race of the year. It was great to see so many people on the grid. Um, yeah, but the car feels good and very early days.
2: Um, it's a long way to go, but I'm fairly optimistic. Was that as quick as you could go or were you running to a, time, a lap time?
3: No,
4: I mean, obviously you're always trying to get the maximum out of the car without taking unnecessary risks in the beginning. We just uh, said to play it safe in the beginning and uh, then build up on it. First of all, it was important to get a good read of the car, how the balance is, how the tyres develop throughout the stint. So, yes, to answer your
2: question. Thanks, Philip. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Uh, Just noting that uh, it is Ashton Harrison behind the wheel of the Racer's Edge 93 car. Now, that's not a full-season car. He's doing the Mission Endurance Cup. Uh, Leading GTD at the moment. Ashton was sitting in second or third for quite some time. And then, of course, when uh, there was the incident with the 32, (laughs) that caught off car spun away. She went through to lead. Uh, We're going to get their full course yellow here. The NTE Lamborghini's gone straight on at turn one into the tyres. The tyres are there to stop you from going into turn six. And that's exactly what they've done. Robert McGuinness behind the wheel of that two-tone blue car. I would be very surprised if the yellows don't come out. And just waiting to see that car is still fired up. McGuinness working behind the wheel to try and find reverse, I think, at the moment. The tyres have done their job to stop the car going straight on at uh, turn number one. It's a fairly short run from turn one to the exit of the infield, the cars are coming almost straight after and big spin for the performance tech as well a few moments ago, that's the number 38 at the far end of the infield section, looks like maybe, may have been attacked by the 33, yeah, John grease
5: uh, motorsport oh, car, Simon Vanderholm now. no, no really, yeah, Lance Woolsey, yeah, yeah.
3: and Yeah, I think that was just a tiny little tap there. We saw it earlier on with the Court of Mercedes uh, and also contact at the International Horseshoe. Uh, Rather an optimistic lunge by the TDS racing car. And then a few moments ago, big lock-up for the NTE. Lamborghini has uh, thrown us into a full course yellow. This will bring everybody into the pits. Nick Damon, down to you. You've got the leader.
2: Yes, we've had a number of people come in the pits. The 60 cars you say, is just sneaking back past me, having uh, picked up a bit of extra fuel and carried on going. Uh, pre-empting it was a number of the uh, LMP2 cars. The, uh, we had the, the, uh, the Keating 52 car, the PR1 Matheson. We had Proto Competition. Well, both of those came in before it was actually called but gained a little bit because when they left, it was already happening. So they gained, like, you know, half a straight. But they, they had the fuel. And we have a car coming into a closed pit. Looks like one of the other... Uh, P2s. It's a 51 car of the Ripware Racing. Now I assume that's because it had to come in. it's out of fuel because it was. This is pretty much where they're going to do. So they're going to allow to have five seconds of uh, of input from the hose. Yeah, that's more than five. So they've decided they're going to just. That was. I'm sorry. That was more than five. I could count to more than five. Perhaps that was five seconds of actually flowing. But that was that was on for about nine. So we'll see what the uh, officials say about this. And. Looks like everything now is uh, clear and we'll wait, obviously, the pits to open properly in a couple of um, yellow flag laps times.
3: Uh, yeah, 51. Rick card definitely entered a close pit. That was noted uh, by the race control. Um, with uh, immaculate timing, we have a guest here, actually. Hello to Panilla Lindbergh, who has joined us here in uh, on the... Uh, fifth floor i didn't know you were a racing fan panella we know you from your exploits on the lpga tour of course i didn't realize you were a racing fan.
4: yeah i uh, i've become a racing fan the last few years it's actually really thanks to drive to survive on uh, uh, on netflix Uh, i have become a huge f1 fan over the last few years and uh, went to a couple f1 races last year and then this is my first time here in daytona now
3: uh, a little bit different from what you've seen then, a couple of hours in the book, w- what, do you, what do you feel about it so far? A lot of cars out there, a lot of different classes to get your head around, but uh, exciting for you?
4: It's very exciting. It's a lot louder than being at a golf tournament, that's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm trying to learn uh, as much as I can about the different classes and, you know, the... I have a couple of teams that I'm rooting for here. The, the gradient team has uh, been hosting me this morning. Uh, so uh, it's you know it's always more interesting when you feel like you have a couple of teams that you, you're rooting for.
3: Right, you're a professional sports person. You work and you focus for every tournament. Of course you do. How would you feel if your your season started off with the biggest event of the year because that's effectively what we're doing here it's, a, it's an odd sensation
4: yeah i uh, i would say i will probably be um extra nervous a bit more scared because uh, it's it's nice to have a, s- a couple of smaller warm-up events but you know uh, when you're a professional athlete whenever they tell you i mean in a racing uh tell you to go or on a golf course tell you to tee off uh, whenever we get the chance we're we're ready to go uh it doesn't matter you know if it's a bigger event or a small event
3: now y- y- we know you from golf but when i found out you were coming up i did do a little bit of research and you used to be a bit of a speed demon because you were a skier in your earlier sporting life
4: you've done your research exactly i grew up in the northern part of sweden so uh uh, golf uh, was something we did in the summer and then uh, skiing was the the perfect thing to do in the winter so yeah i used to throw myself uh, down the ski slope at you know probably 75 80 miles per hour which uh
3: uh, this is still more scary to be in these cars. <laughs> well, okay, so coming from that area of the world, no thought to do any. Uh, rallying or motorsport? Because th- there's a lot of similarities between skiing and rallying, setting yourself up for the turns, looking
0: further ahead.
4: Yeah, no, I, you know, back then I was really focused on, uh, it was skiing and golf. If you asked me as a kid what I wanted to do when I grew up, it was either be a professional skier or a professional golfer. And motorsport is not uh, anything that's really crossed my mi- mind until these last few years. But no, like you said, a lot of similarities. Not as many similarities between golf uh, <laughs> and racing. Well, that's
3: an oof focus
4: it, that's exactly Hantai what i was gonna
3: say
4: mm. totally yeah i know uh, a couple of the gradient uh, racing uh, team drivers uh, Catherine and sheena they were actually out at one of our LPG events uh, last week and uh, that's what they said you know the focus that we have on the course uh, they could see see similarities there for sure uh, so that was
3: Orlando. How did you do down in that event?
4: Actually, I did not play oh, okay, uh, in that event. No, that's okay. Uh, I'm getting my season started uh, in middle of March, so I still have a little bit of time off.
3: What do you do other than pra- uh, hit balls to practice golf? I mean, it's a bit like motor racing. There's not much else you can do. You have to drive on a track to practice motor racing. You have to hit balls to practice golf.
4: <laughs> yes, uh, but golf is very complex. There's always something you can practice. I mean, you're on the driving range, you're on a putting green, you're in the bunker, you're chipping. There's always like different shots to practice and then we spend a lot of time obviously not just on the driving range but out playing on the golf course too
3: Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of the race. Good luck for the season. Thanks for we'll having We'll be me. watching you on the NBC Golf Channel of course throughout the rest of the season We get the LP. Uh, LP here back in the UK as well. So I now have got somebody new to root for. Thanks for coming to see us. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, Penelope Lindbergh is joining us here uh, at the race, taking in uh, another sport. Full course yellow number two uh, for us uh, here. Uh, and we're waiting for the pits to open. And indeed, with perfect timing, uh, the open this time around. No, I, I, I suspect that everybody... Is it a, a situation, Jeremy, in GTP where they will want to come in?
5: Um, yeah, I mean, the number 60 car, I presume it got in just before the it yellow did. came out. Yeah, right. So uh, they've saw a bit of a march here. So that what car probably won't come in again. Uh, the other ones, yeah, they're sort of most of the way through. Well, not even, barely a third of the way through this since, uh, but probably will come in. Uh, the um, what's, what's bizarre now is that there's a whole train of cars that stuck behind, I think it was number 55, Car uh, that uh, was going very very slowly uh, and uh, trapping the entire rest of the field, which is really bizarre. That's the sure. Proton
3: Competition uh, yeah, MP2 I car. Think, I think that's
5: which it, the car that
3: uh, that it was.
5: Is it? Is it, or Was it the 88?
3: Might have been the 88 actually. Oh, the AF Corsa car, the sort of sunburst yeah. machine. Yeah.
5: Yeah. The, the sort of the, the chrome coloured car. Yeah, that's well, that's bizarre, the 88. So there's only sort of. 10 or 15 cars, there's a massive gap to everybody else, so not quite sure what's going on there, so the the entire field hasn't packed up, that's my point here. Yeah,
3: so yes, that means people are going to charge down into the pits where Nick Damon is waiting for the GTPs.
2: Yeah, we've got, well, we got a full house so far. we got the, the 60 did come in again for the 12 megajoules it was allowed to have after a lap behind the safety car. The big news really is the 31, the Wheeland uh, Engineering Cadillac, that's the car which had the coming together with uh, Nick Tandy's number six Porsche, having a nose change. They've decided the, uh, the damage, and you had it actually hold the front of the splitter, uh, was worth changing now. It's not going to cost me anything apart from a little bit of track position. So they've changed the nose relatively cheaply. And another bright red one has gone in. We've also won the Cadillacs through uh, in the uh, GTP side, but uh, all of them just picking up those extra megajoules of energy, wherever they may be. And then, Joe, he has a whole plethora of
0: LMP3s. I have lmp 3 and LMP2s. However, I am in LMP3 land. Just been with the leading team. The, it's the number 74, the Ranch Resort Riley. That car came in and he took on fuel. I'm now at Sean Creech. And it looks like everybody's doing the same. We almost had it coming together with a couple of prototypes further down towards pit out. But right now, everybody just choosing to take on fuel during this yellow.
3: Very quick pit stops by everybody. Ah, red light at the end of pit lane. But you see, that, that, that's what Jeremy was talking about. Because the, there was such a, a big gap... Uh, we did have a red light at the end of the pit lane, and that's really helped the Andretti Autosport car, Joe, at your end of things, because all of the cars that it's just joined alongside should have already been gone.
0: Yeah, that really, really hurt a lot of people there because it didn't really matter how quick your pit stop was on the apron. You got held at pit out, so everybody, I think, has gone out the way they came in. Thanks, Joe. That was just really weird. Though. It was. I
5: mean, normally... We don't open the pits until everybody is packed up behind the safety car. Well, they weren't there, so that's created a fair bit of confusion down, down there, particularly at that pit exit with them being closed with the sort of second string of cars. So, a bit weird, but anyhow, it, I'm sure it'll all sort itself out. The number 60 car did come in for, for a very quick splash of fuel, very quick splash of fuel, and so as, as therefore leapfrogged from fourth, where it was, into the lead again. Uh, number zero two and number 24 car they were both a lap down to the other the other gtp car, so they did not make a pit stop and before we go back to green therefore they will be between the safety car and the race leader Um, and because of that they will be allowed to go past the safety car run around to the back of the pack because they had not been lapped by the overall leader so they'll be at the back of the pack before the restart, having said that, after getting what is called the wave around, they will probably come into the pits, top off the fuel, and get out again, and hopefully beat the safety car mm. uh, back onto the racetrack, and in, in that case, they're still back on the lead lap, having made their, their uh, taken on
3: service right gt's coming this time. there are a couple of cars that aren 't going to stop at the front of the field they 're going to steer out, as Jeremy has mentioned. Uh, including as the okay, which of the safety cars have we got now? That's the is that the N- NSX, I think. Uh, or is that one of the Corvettes one of the Corvettes, excuse me uh, as into the pit lane comes the GTs let's start with Nick again and pit in
2: yeah the uh, 14 was the interesting one that didn't go by which is the um, the Lexus car that, that, that troll car to, the 23 Aston Martin but we had the 64 Aston Martin as well uh, I can see the 92 Happy Buddha it seems that like everyone else has come in they've just picked up fuel I can't see anybody actually at the moment doing a driver change I mean possibly at
0: Joe's end Joe have you got any drivers being swapped? got a driver change going on on the 21 AF Corsa Ferrari. It's in the midfield of the GTD class, full service on this 21. So the AF Corsa team uh, perhaps disagreeing with a lot of other teams. They're going to lose a bit of time. There's a lot of cars just taking on fuel. Paul Miller... The Paul Miller BMW, for one, just pulls off the apron and overtakes the 21 Ferrari on pit lane. However, same scenario as before for the LMP cars. It's a red light, and as the 21 Ferrari moves off pit apron, it goes green and pit out. So he, he has lost places, though, changing driver.
5: Thank you, Joe And Nick? And I need to correct myself. Number seven car did not come onto pit lane with the other uh, GTP cars. So that now leads the race overall. Colin Brown moved up, up into second place. He did stop, uh, but has leapfrogged the other guys because he needed only a splash of fuel. And the other contenders that are uh, on the lead lap needed a, a good bit more fuel. So much faster pit stop for number 60. Gets it back out ahead of the number zero, one, number six, and the ten, but the number seven car, having not pitted at all, went past all of them.
3: Yes. Yeah. And that's that, you know, we were talking about this in case the Race. Um, work the cautions. Sometimes they'll fall for you, sometimes they may not, Jeremy, but if you've got an opportunity to make it work for you, you've got to recognise that quickly, speak to your driver, and depending where you are on the circuit, you might have to make some fairly rapid decisions. That's what the 60 did there, and, uh, and got its service done, Uh, in the moments before the pits closed correct So thinking on your feet yes exactly it's just as much a part of endurance racing if you're new to all this as uh, having the fastest driver in the car at the right time all of those things come together still a little bit overcast here this afternoon track temperature 27 celsius that's uh, 81 fahrenheit 18 in the air is 64 as we're coming up to four o'clock. In fact, it's exactly four o'clock in the afternoon. So 21 hours and 40, 35, 34, 33, 32, 31 seconds to go. Sirius XM 207 here in the US. RS2 around the world. 107.9 here at Daytona International Speedway. And our world feed pictures via IMSA.TV. IMSAradio.com. By the live video button. And, of course, our syndicated TV partners around the world. Right, coming in this time around, as Jeremy said, the 7 Porsche... Penske Motorsport Machine didn't pit well Nick well, they've come in to see you now they now they you. have
2: fuel only uh, windscreen clean a quick visual check um, so we've got the 60 apparently oh well, sorry i just looked look the other way and the rear end the rear deck of the uh, the 60 the car that's led the race from uh, from the start is being changed so whether that is a bit of damage or obviously when you change the rear end you do slightly change you can also change the aerodynamics so they're also putting a bit of fluid in there as well. I'm actually saying right by the 24 pit for the BMW. That's going to come in a minute because they've, they've managed to get their lap back, haven't they? They're just sort of sprinting around the, uh, the uh, start-finish straight, and they're going to basically uh, get their lap back. I don't think this is sinister, but still the 60's not moving. Um, yeah, Shay, what's going on your end?
1: Absolutely nothing, Nick. It's nice and peaceful down here as everyone got their service done and managed to blend into line, line astern. stern. That was one thing that they talked about in the driver's meeting earlier. If you happen to leave at a point when the red light is on, you just pull out and show intent. That is going to show where you belong in line and how you fall in. It's something that's been a question over years past that race control addressed, and people so far have been obeying the rules nicely.
3: Uh, Nick Damon has the remaining BMW, the number 24
2: well, from RLL. Got the 24 and the O2, of course, have used this to get their lap back. The 24 getting a fuel, uh, fuel, fuel a full fill of fuel, which is hard to say slowly, let alone quickly, uh, and away he goes on uh, electrical power. So that this one's worked very well for BMW. So the 24 car now just playing itself in. Um, obviously, the 25 car still behind the wall with that. Uh, Hybrid change.
3: Nick, if you could get down to the shank racing pit, the the MSR Acura, see if you can have a quick look at the tail end that they took off. It includes the rear wing, and there looks to be, it's got out the back actually, there looks to be a little bit of scuffage on one side as if that car's rubbed the wall. I presume it's the right hand side. Yes, it is the right hand side. Uh, Our intrepid camera people have got that uh, now, and they're working on it. It says Acute on the uh, right-hand pillar of that. It's at the uh, the back of the uh, easy-ups in the pit lane, and the other thing we need to find out is why that number seven car didn't come in the first time around. I wonder if they've got some communication problems in that Porsche. I don't see the tactical I don't see the tactical advantage, Jeremy, of not coming in with the rest of the GTPs when they were still on the lead lap, uh, u- unless they were just too far down the line and, and they were worried that uh, they were going to get stuck in the line or something like that. They did, there was a red light at the well, end Well, that's then. a good
5: point. That, that car was probably trapped behind all those other cars that were going slowly. Great point, John Hindhoff. Yeah, well done. Uh, that, that, I'm sure that was, it was what it was, because if it had come in, then there, there was a... There was a, a, a danger if anybody else didn't pit amongst the leaders that they would have uh, gone a lap down, and that would be uh, that wouldn't be good. But now that's uh, yeah, that could be that, that's great great thinking because that was at the tail end lead lap. It was yes. a long way behind everybody else. It was a a, a full uh, 40 f- 46 seconds or more behind the Wheel and
3: Engineering Cadillac. Yeah, was a bite out of that. Let's. Uh Go down to Shea Adam, the era prototype, I think was trying to get the pass around Shea.
1: Yeah, and dove into the pit lane to get a little bit more fuel for Ryan D'Al. And even though that was down on Nick's end, I just noticed that he was coming back out, got stopped at the red light at the pit exit because they were still doing the pass around where all of the GTP cars go to the front of the field. And then all the remaining prototypes stay in line with the other prototypes, but pass all the GT cars. This means that Ryan D'Al is going to be starting at the back of the GT field for this restart. He'll be fun to watch.
3: Well, we like a bit of entertainment. It's fair to say uh, pits are still open, anybody can come in now Colin Brown trying to get some heat into his tyres in that number 60 car this is the car that was on pole position put there by Tom Blomqvist on Sunday afternoon last week well this week actually I suppose you would say uh, that car has now for the first time relinquished the lead for the first time by one lap on the pit stop circulation Uh, And that means for the first time we have the 0-1 Cadillac leading. Renger von der Zander, 0-1 Cadillac from the 1-0, the the 10. That is the Konig uh, Minolta WTR Andretti racing car. Louis Delatraz behind the wheel there. It's all behind the safety car. 31 Cadillac of Jack Aiken is the wheel and car. Red fronted car with the Cadillac racing rear end. Second of the... Po- oh, I missed out the sixth Porsche in third, sorry. That's Matthew Jaminet, That's the one with the white stripes. Seven. Porsche is in fifth for Matt Campbell, the affable Aussie. Colin Brown in sixth place now in the Paul sitting car. Richard Westbrook in the 02, the blue fronted Cadillac racing car. And Augusto Farfus for BMW in the remaining BMW M Hybrid V8 if you weren't with us earlier on the 25 car had to be pulled into the safe area with a hybrid problem the car is being looked at in the pits as we go back to green with 21 hours 34 minutes and 218 34 minutes exactly to go now and it's the yellow fronted Cadillac of Renga van der Zander that leads the cars through into the infield for their 80th time and gets a decent jump off the start at him to radio if you want to get back to us uh, Nick Damon I think had a quick look at the uh, rear wing on that number 60 car broken end plate Nick is that was that the problem
2: a uh, light bit of damage and I think much is the same with the 31 car when you've got a free chance of fixing it so early in the race you may as well fix it yeah. um you know it's it's you don't Again, it is, despite what the drivers are doing, the teams are absolutely going zero risk at the moment. So uh, that would make perfect sense. Oh, right, we've lost a bit of track position, but it doesn't matter with twenty-two hours to go.
3: Thank you, Nick. Did you find out what the uh, what the fuel what the um, uh, fluid was that went into that? Was the big. Um it almost looked like a fire extinguisher, but it had two horses uh, on on it. Uh. Well, that's something on the Acura. Yeah, yeah. The, the,
5: they are basically replenishing the, uh, the the oil in the engine. Uh, uh, yeah. We're going to see more of that than we have in the past. We've seen it in the past, but I think we're going to see more of that. And it's it's. Um, I gather it's something to do with the, with the fuel and the sort of the sediment, sediments that's, that's passed through the engine in, in, into the, the oil system on the on the engine,
3: yeah.
5: Kay. We're going to see more of that this year.
3: More penalties. Uh, running the red light at the pit exit stop at 60 for the number what is that, does that say 38 on that screen, Jeremy? Yes, it does. That's light, performance yeah. tech then. 34 will also take a penalty. And that is uh 34 car, pit lane speed violation for that car. And finally, I don't think we've got a 34, have we? So that's not quite right. I'll check that one back. I've confused myself there. Um, 87 we certainly do have. Uh, and that is the Fast MB. Uh, and they prop- improperly served their emergency service obligation so that'll be a stop plus 10 I'll get back to you when I see another car come through because somebody's obviously had a pit lane speed violation but <laughs> it, it isn't the 34 and by the way they, th- those two cars I've just mentioned the 38 and the 87 have just come along the Performance Tech and Fast MG they have, they are already serving or have served their penalty the stop plus 60 is going on right now at the penalty box at pit out yeah, that's costly for the uh,
5: performance tech team. That's disappointing for them. They were uh, a lap down to the leaders as a result of those two earlier spins during that last inning. They're in. going to lose another lap shuffling around yeah. positions on the GTP cars since the restart. The number 60 cars made up a couple of positions. The seven car has lost a couple. That's Maddie Campbell at number seven Porsche. Mm. Those three three cars heading absolutely no tail. side by side into turn one. In the order 10, 6, and 60, are they going to come out in that order? <laughs> yeah, just about.
3: Possibly. <laughs> Can we just remind everybody, please? I mean, it's great. We're loving it. But let's remind everybody that we have 21 and a half hours still to go here. Decent battling in GTD Pro as well. For the lead of the class, the Chevy Corvette, uh, leading the class with Jordan Taylor on board, having a cracking battle with Jack Hawksworth in the GTD Pro-Lexus number 14. So
5: he's just made that pass, because at the restart, the uh, the Lexus of Jack Hawksworth was just ahead of Jordan Taylor, so they've uh, exchanged positions. Uh, uh, and just behind them, Frankie Monte Calvo in the other Vassar Sullivan Lexus, number 12, he's just got past Ashton Harrison for the lead in GTD. Those cars are all, well, and now again, we're back to nose to tail in GTD pro or non-pro so the two pro cars out in front jordan taylor and jack hawksworth number three and 14 then the two non-pro cars thank you and ashton harrison's done a really nice job with that uh, uh, number th- 93 car and then the pro car david pittard the heart of racing team aston martin car number 23 and then kenton cook who's driving for the quarter of motorsports team this year in the mercedes car number 32.
3: Uh, the speeding penalty by the way was for the 64 not the 34 Uh, TGM TF Sports Aston Martin Vantage and that car has come in and out change of manufacturer for TGM for their what is becoming their annual WeatherTech outing all the drivers together from the two Michelin Pilot cars and uh, this year Tom Ferrier TF Sport running that car for them.
5: Yeah, they're running in the GTD Pro category mm-hmm. Uh is the number 64 car. I mean, a couple car. of basically people changed just, over haven't Yeah, they? it's to give them to more basically If if you're running in GTD the minimum drive time I think is four and a half hours correct in GTD Pro The minimum drive time is two hours. So that just gives the team a lot less uh, a, a lot more flexibility uh, Ted Giovanni's isn't going to be on the, on the pace of his other pro drivers in there. He's 77 years of old of age, for goodness sake. He does a heck of a good job, uh, all things considered. And he's still as enthusiastic as ever about his racing. It's brilliant. Uh, and Ditto in the number 53 car, Mark Kawami there, who's got lots of experience in all sorts of different cars, uh, but he, he isn't... Uh, on the same level in terms of pace as his more illustrious teammates, the likes of uh, Jan Magnussen, uh, Trenton Estep, who's a youngster who Mark Kwame has taken under his wing and uh, is a very, very fast youngster, youngster who is 22 years of age. And Jason Hart, great to see him have this opportunity to drive that car. From Flower Mound in Texas, Jason's been driving GT4 cars for years and years and years. Uh, he, he, he's actually done a... Uh, a couple of rolex 24s in the past but it's been a long long time great opportunity for jason uh, and super to see somebody like like that have an opportunity in that car i yeah, did lamont
3: this year with uh Renga and mark kwami in, uh, oh, yeah. oh, in oh yeah oh, oh,
5: the reason he got the opportunity because kevin magnuson uh, jan's son was going to drive the car but then had some wrist surgery which wasn't initially planned but it was decided to get it done before the F1 season and uh, that, that, it, was a, it was minor surgery uh, and it worked very well but uh, the recuperation meant that he couldn't take up his place in with this team as expected but there is a hope that he might be there in the future
3: uh, I, Of course I meant Le Mans last year but I, my year doesn't go from January to December it goes from Le Mans to Le Mans so yes. I'm still in one Le Mans cycle if you say that I me so, I'm sure you knew what I
5: meant. Uh, uh, so <laughs> Colin Brown Colin Brown did manage to get past Matthew Jamieson, ah. probably the third place now then for the number sixty car the pole sitting car having made that additional well a couple of pit stops compared to the most of the other cars in uh,
3: GTP so Colin Brown now then in that number sixty car with a bit of Clear track ahead. How far up the road is the new Delta? Next not trail? far at all. for half a second. So yeah, no, there he is. Yeah, half a dozen car lengths. So just coming across the trioval mm-hmm. now, and they're already in traffic. And the leader in fact is only just ahead, yeah, as well yes. by another three. T- in fact, they're not even that. They're about a second apart. If that is to go through turn one, the yellow fronted Cadillac then leads as uh, Ferrari number 62 comes out of the pits. That was serving a penalty for Reese. Uh, that was improper pit procedure, nothing more specific than that. Uh, and Maddie Campbell in the Porsche number seven, now up into
5: sixth place, having passed Richard Westbrook last time around.
3: Yeah, uh, Porsche versus Cadillac. There, Cadillac, Acura, Acura, Porsche, Cadillac, Porsche, Cadillac, BMW. The remaining eight. GTPs, nine seconds apart after the restart and all on the lead lap I've some faster times coming in Francesco Bizzi in the number 55 yeah. just turned that brought on competition or it is fastest lap of the race and a couple of places behind him and going a little bit quicker still, got Huffaker in the number 11 TDS racing car, 139.7 and also a fastest lap for the car that he's in, for the car that's behind that, all in the LMP2 class, the number 35 TDS racing car. That's young Josh Pearson behind the wheel of that car with a 140.8. Yeah, and Francesco Pizzi,
5: it, it probably isn't a name with which many people are familiar. Yes, I wasn't. Um, until, coincidentally, I saw his, his name uh, added to the, the driver roster in number 55 car in LP2 for Proton competition. And funny enough, that same day uh, I got a notification he's going to be driving this year in the USF, two th- USF Pro 2000 Championship. So on the, uh, the, the open wheel ranks, you know, aiming towards uh, Indianapolis and in the Indy 500. Uh, friend, he, the, the young man Francesco Pizzi from, from Rome in Italy he's just 18 years of age he's done a, a fair bit of racing in uh, open wheel ranks in, Itali- in Italy and in Europe he's had some success there as well uh, and he's given a good account of himself at the wheel of this guy's first time in a prototype and the other youngster, the English owner Alex Quinn just a couple of, uh, couple of seconds ahead of him
3: question coming in here from jerry c who's on the grounds come up from further south in florida this weekend why does imsa only have the one 24 hour race on the calendar is it too expensive for the teams so yes and no what, no, yes, what and yes well i mean we could have another 24 hour race but it would take up the three or four other races wouldn't it it when we've talked to John and the president of IMSA in the past, about longer races, they talk about balancing how much competitive running cars have to do during the year. Uh, during the year, it costs an amount per racing kilometre or mile for cars, and that's what it's balanced out at. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, we've got that battle starting to hot up a little. Louis Delatraz has caught Renga van der Zandra down at turn one. They've got a little bit of traffic ahead of them. And the leader's going to go down the inside into the International Horseshoe. Oh, a little bit of traffic. What am I talking about? Looks like I-95 on a bad day. As the third-place car, which is Colin Brown, in the white and pink Acura, is also there. Top three together now. Carving their way past the right motorsport Porsche. EO Porsche ahead of that. Then we've got uh, the... uh, Then we've got the middle of the GTD, pack in there as well top four prototypes now was the best of the Porsches is coming through that's Mathieu Jaminet was having a chat with him just a couple of hours before the start of the race oh magnificent (laughs) stuff by Colin Brown I think he's made up a position there yes he has He's gone past Louis Delatraz, who was slightly stymied, then goes all the way up to the wall to get a run on the leader. This could be Colin Brown going from third to first in the space of a lap. He goes down below the double. Oh, movement, moving around by Renger van der Zander there in the braking area for turn seven. That was sketchy from the Dutchman as Colin Brown had a wonderful run out on speedway one and two. Absolutely caught, Delatraz napping. Delatraz caught in the traffic. Brown went in the middle of the track and then up to the top, really close to the wall. Had a fabulous run. Now drops back a little bit as the leaders flashing his lights goes by the Paul Miller Racing BMW. Well, you get the feeling that the Mike Shank Racing guys have been set to stun today, Jeremy. Saw it from Tom Blomqvist last weekend in that one and done qualifying effort. He was awesome in the early part of the race and we've got Delatraz right there again now with the MSR car Traffic giveth, traffic
5: taketh away. Well, there you go. I mean, the previous lap times, the previous two lap times for the race, he did 1.365, 9 then uh, 1 minute 40.4 for Renko van der Zander on that last lap. But Colin Brown, wow, what a great effort that was. He was weaving in and out, and he made up uh, one position, almost two. But I don't know how many, pass- how many cars he passed in that little uh, this, is a, this is a replay. I think we're looking at here. It's just fantastic to watch. He was he had that car absolutely beautifully placed uh, And he had to make some decisions there uh, To go around one of the LMP3 cars who I think was a bit taken by surprise <laughs> But you know what you're supposed to do is keep uh, to the to the low side in the slower cars and Let the faster guys go around you and he the the LMP3 car. there kind of waffled a bit uh, But there was no waffling from Colin Brown no,
3: what never has been um didn't he set a speed record around here in a DPI? Um, with share was that with was that with the team he's driving for now? Yep,
1: yeah, back when they were Michael Shank Racing in a Ford DP at 222.791 miles an hour, I think it was.
3: Just off the top of your head, thank you. I always defer to share on that big dive down the inside from Colin to try and take the lead, but Renger managing to defend again. Traffic allowing the two leaders to get away, and once again, we're into police chase. (laughs) As the leader, the leader, of course, hits the traffic first. I mean, that's an obvious thing to say. Why does that matter? Well, because guys are battling between themselves for position, these aren't guys just cruising around on a Saturday afternoon, they're all having their own scraps and going through at the moment. The GT battle between Andy Lally and Daniel Morad. They're fighting for 5th and 6th in GTD and respectively the uh, number 44 Aston Martin and the 57 WeatherTech AMG uh, GT uh, excuse me no 57 is the uh, Windward. Windward car, excuse yeah, me That's
5: a good effort by Daniel Morad, that's a car that was uh, driven over from Texas from uh, Thursday to Friday after the original the, the car was was destroyed
3: yeah,
5: uh, with that nasty accident for, for Lucas Auer so that's a really good effort by that team there was a fair bit of work needed to be done on that car even after they'd driven it from Texas yeah. uh, and the team I think they were up till 4 o'clock this morning getting
3: that car ready help for the from race. one of the Lamborghini teams as well, not yeah. even the same manufacturer they turned out to help as well, actually bad battle that they were going by and in fact Colin Brown was held up a little, it was Brendan Areeb in the McLaren 720 and Cooper McNeil, that was the, the weather tech car.
5: Yeah, and I saw Bryce Ward delivering, hand delivering several cases of beer for that team uh, for them to consume after the race. Well, he probably hopes to consume it before it, but <laughs> whatever. I'm sure you said, but he was so grateful, uh, as he was telling I, us a little earlier. I, on, it's so cool. I,
3: I, love the, I love the family atmosphere that we've got here. Everything, look, before the race, you know, here, they know how much work had to go in there. It can happen to anybody and so they were there, they were there with their comrades, effectively not even the same manufacturers as I say Um, they'll be fighting tooth and nail out there on the circuit now as we've seen many many, many times down the years, the, the respect that these teams the drivers have to have respect on the track well the teams even, perhaps even more so in the pit lane and in the paddock particularly this year when the Pit boxes themselves are down as low as small as I can remember them. I think it's just on twenty feet from well, from it's light same, to light. Same as
5: last year, isn't it? But what's interesting, John, is last year was twenty three. Well, same number of cars as
3: last year. Cars, but cars, uh, more cars than last year. No, 61, 61. there were
5: 61 last year
3: Okay, well, uh, cars are longer
5: though aren't they? Well that's what I was going to say Well, The, the, uh, the GTP cars, yes they're, they're almost two feet longer than the other cars So they're a lot less manoeuvrable you know, the, the other category cars are still pretty much the same Well they are the same uh, as before uh, But uh, yeah, the prototype cars They're a lot less manoeuvrable on pit
3: lane A bit of gathering cloud To the west end of the Speedway Forecast for any precipitation uh, over the next 21 and a half hours. Also, temperature overnight uh, quite temperate if the forecast is to be believed. Staying in the uh, and why would one not? <laughs> weather forecasting is an odd yeah. science. Well, isn't I tell it? you what,
5: it's changed. Uh, regularly this week uh, the forecast let's have a look see what it what it says nowadays uh, you yeah, th- right now for
3: mid oh. mid 50s uh, overnight isn't it so they're expecting yeah. it to be somewhere in uh, 13, 14, 15 Celsius uh, Shea Adam uh, in the pit lane has made we way down to pit in and has just called in to have a look at the BMW hybrid v8 the number 25 car that had that uh, hybrid warning earlier on how's it looking down there Cher?
1: not great uh still in quite a state of undress for the car no indication of them putting body panels back onto it either and there were about seven mechanics standing around fiddling with various things in the back portion of the car uh, no drivers around in sight either so it's going to be a while yet before we see the other bmw come back out on the circuit
3: okay thank you share share adam down in the pit lane. What's it in for tonight, uh, Jeremy are we
2: gonna low,
5: get some decent sleep? Low, no low of 60. Low of 60 now and that's oh. 11 o'clock tonight uh, Midnight 61 2 a.m. 62. So uh, that's a lot better. I mean it was we talk, we were talking about So that's 40s. far off where we are now. Huh? No, I mean, that's, exactly. what we're,
3: that's we're talking about 16, 17, 18 yeah, Celsius absolutely. now yeah. No, incredible. I better put my shorts on before I go to sleep in the front seat of the BMW Under the undercroft tonight 74 is the Ranch Riley car and that at the moment is second. It's a battle between Ligier's and Duquesne Gar Robinson's been doing a cracking job Has Gar been in since the start, Jeremy? I think he has, hasn't he? Yeah Yeah, he has, yep and so he's clearly super glued himself to the seat there as ignoring any pit messages to get out of that car Sits in second position in that distinctive bright orange and blue colour. Get his get his stint
5: done. Stint's done. His time, minimum t- time done, and then handed over to the professionals that he uh, has alongside of him in that number seventy-four. Um, and what's the drive time
3: in in LMP three? Uh, four and a half s- Is that four and a half as well, right? Yeah. Okay. Thought it was.
5: Yep, LMP2, LMP3, and GTD, four and a half hours.
3: Right. Well, what's he in already? He's already over two hours. So he's done half of it nearly already, hasn't he? Yeah. Coming out for three actually, aren't we?
1: Right.
3: Now, of course, he couldn't do all of that in the first six hours because you're limited to four hours in any six. Yeah. Um, I don't think he will. Here comes the number sixty to go by down in turn number one. Keeps out the way. That's a perfect illustration. Clip that up. Perfect illustration of how to let a faster car through and how to overtake a slower car without nosing up and making a holix of both of your laps. Car just left a car's width at the entrance to the corner. We're still able to take a late apex out of turn two, cost himself next to nothing in time. No stress for Colin Brown, who's close to back to within eight tenths of the leader, Enga van der Zand after he was challenging a couple of four laps ago. number of people seeing just how extraordinary it is watching the GP TTP cars navigate through the traffic including Nick de Groot good evening as it will be for Alex Brundle tuned in good luck for your season uh, Alex here's his take on it from RSL Race Control, one of our commentary voices in the past, we'll have them back any time Acura looks planted Caddy uh, possibly more drivability and torque, Porsche a shade behind and can't see he says can't wait to see what happens when they crank them up tomorrow thanks Alex hope you're going to be around for that, watching and listening I presume you're back in the UK, but uh, he could be travelling. He's a professional racing driver as well as a professional broadcaster, which is somewhat unfair because that's two jobs he's taking there. It's two Brundles taking commentary jobs at the moment.
5: Who's he, coming out? Who's he? What's he doing?
3: He does uh, F2 and F3 for, okay. for FOM. Which we see seen here on Sky in the UK also should say hello to our good friend Phil Anson, who's the voice of Formula 1 and it will be Formula 2 and Formula 3 for the English language Middle East broadcast, some 30 million people tuning in to Phil, I know Phil will be lending us his ears and his eyes at the moment out in Dubai good luck to you Phil, thanks for all your help in the last few weeks when we've been over there a couple
5: laps ago, Richard Westbrook in car number 2 for Cadillac Racing, uh, got ahead of Manny Campbell in number 7 car, that's for 6th position
3: A Porsche keys yes. to the wa- race. gets to dusk, midnight and dawn. You've got long, long, long night, but it's not dark here. And the new leader in GTD standard. That's the green door panels coming down to the international well, it, horseshoe. Yeah, the same order. Sorry, I think, but those two,
5: they, they're still very close together. So it's Frankie Monte Calvo, in Carmel 12, ahead of, ahead of Kenton Cook in number 32 Mercedes. And it's a battle for the lead in uh, GTD, heading around turn six. And they are eh, maybe a couple of three seconds ahead of Daniel Morad in the number 57 car for Windward Racing, up to third place then, Daniel. Uh, And he's pursued by Brendan Irieb, who's driving the Inception Racing McLaren. That's car number 70. Ashton Harrison next up in fifth position in the racer's edge with Wayne Taylor Racing and Andretti Autosport and everybody else under the sun. Number 93, Acura. Uh, She's got a train of cars behind her, actually. Yeah, Andy yeah. Lally and James, Andrea Caldarelli, Axel Jeffries, Mark Miller, all in one long train. That's what we, that's what we uh, get used to in GTD.
3: Uh, sunset tonight, officially 5.59. And... 7.14 AM sunrise. So... 13 hours 15 minutes and when the moon comes up tonight we'll be at oh. 53 percent it's a waxing gibbous moon mm-hmm. this evening That's unfortunate yeah it's a bit cloudy tonight uh, we've also got a spacex launch i think as well during the race uh, uh, there
5: was there was one there was supposed to be
3: one a, a couple of nights overnight ago. but but, the the night, night, but night? i don't the one at 4am in the morning i'm not sure it happened so i think it but I think it did
5: I, I saw something somewhere that was a, there was a launch couple, couple of three days ago but I wasn't sure when it was
3: well I, I did see Starling. something Starlink um, that said there might be one during the race maybe uh, we've got our dates wrong so that battle that Jeremy said with the court of cart well that's right there now had been leading of course that uh, Number 32, Mercedes, got a little tap from people to Rani in the 31 car, didn't it, and spun him at the western end of the infield. They're heading into the braking area for turn seven, and they've got a little bit of a distraction in that they've got the Andretti machine right with them. Uh, a bit of drama for the number 74 Gar Robinson in the pit lane yeah. and it was dead stick when it passed Sheer Adam heading up towards Nick
2: David. Yeah, from second place in class at 74 in uh, P3, that is, I think he's got the clutch, he's going to make it, it uh, it's interesting because he came in uh, and he, a puff of smoke came out from the rear right and I thought, oh he's just really desperately trying to, uh, to hit his mark and he's, he's locked the tyre and he's wondering if be something worse, but unless he has actually run out of fuel, which is I would say it's unlikely because none of the other P3s have come in. So they're starting off with a normally doing, putting some new tyres on. Um, but yeah, let's see what happens to this one.
3: Change of lead in GTD whilst Nick was uh, reporting on that issue for the number 74, Riley. Ranch 74 car, that's the Legier, was in second in the pit lane. We'll keep an eye on that. And Kenton Cook has overhauled. Frankie Monte Calvo, so it's the dark grey and black number 32 car on the infield now heading towards the high banking that leads from the bright yellow and black, the bumblebee colours of the Lexus. New car coming for Lexus. Let to believe that might already be in development. Likely to see that car possibly before the end of this year, not sure when it's gonna debut Cadillac on Cadillac action coming out of the international horseshoe and this is the battle for fifth and sixth position
5: yeah, Westbrook's Richard Westbrook's on a bit of a, a charge he overtook the number seven Porsche just a few laps ago and now close right up onto the tail of Jack Aitken in number 31 wheeling engineering Cadillac
3: and Nick Damon is watching I'm afraid some Quite extensive work required on that Riley Run uh, LMP three car.
2: Yeah, they came in, they did the full service, uh, took off the rear deck, and what happened then was, after the deck came off, they, uh, the mechanic looked in and they did the universal side of it, it's going no further, the hands across the throat, island nip in, and there is a load of engine oil sitting on the undertray. So either a union's come off, which is the good news, or there's a hole in something where there shouldn't be a hole. And this is the car that's won the last two years. Well, winning's going to be difficult. Might be sure they can get back because if that's a hole in the engine, it ain't going no further. we have had engine problems with these P3s this week. Oddly. Yeah,
3: Sean Creech Motorsport had an issue as well, didn't they? Had to change an engine. So there will be this year a new LMP3 winner at the Rolex 24 hours because no one else has won it since the P3s uh, came along that is very, very bad news indeed for that team to quote the great Hugh Chamberlain, the only good news is they'll be able to get packed up and leave before the pubs close scant consolation I would suggest for the team who have taken home a couple of watches in P3 in the last couple of seasons, you're listening to IMSA Radio live from Trackside, we're on the fifth floor overlooking the Tri-Oval, right next to Race Control, 107.9 FM around the track. Nice to have your company. Further afield, here in the US, Sirius XM 207. And, of course, RS2 for audio on the player. ImzaRadio.com. There's also a live video there if you're outside the US. One or two countries. Well, you can't get it because you've got uh, network TV coverage well give it a try you'll soon find out and the audio is never geo-blocked and we never ask you for any money either so if you are outside the US and uh, somebody's asking you for money for it, please don't pay it go to imsa.tv or IMSA radio and pick up the feed. Here in the States of course, Lee Diffie leading an extensive and experienced team of 14 broadcasters to cover this for NBC this weekend. Our TV partners again here in the US for the 2023 IMSA season.
5: Just see the pit stop for the second place car in LMP2. Francesco Pizzi brought in the uh, number 55 car, that is the Proton competition entry, the black and blue coloured car not sure who as the car's back out and tracking it. it's still shown as the Italian at the wood be doing a nice job there hanging on to the tail of uh, of uh, Alex Quinn really not losing much ground at all it's still number 52 car that leads then Scott Huffaker uh, who previously drove number 52 car now driving for TDS racing car number 11 is pursuing in second position
3: Uh, fuel only in that pit stop that we're talking about no driver change, no tyres fuel only, yeah for PT (laughs) Adams IMSA Radio if you want to get in touch with us, coming round to another racing hour completed down to 21 hours let's get this in before we start another pit stop cycle, Uh, Alex Quinn leading LMP, second in LMP too, he's just put check that again, Scott Huffinger second in LMP has just put in that car's fastest lap of the race that car being the TDS racing car 139.708 he's second in that class to Alex Quinn Josh Pearson third for the number 35 and that is the fastest lap of the race in LMP2 Jeremy tells me Regen van der Zander leads Colin Brown by now 2.2 seconds Cadillac versus Acura and uh, the bad news in the PGDP category is we've lost the 25 BMW has uh, had hybrid problems and most recently another casualty with, uh, we think, an engine problem oil coming out of where it shouldn't alter for the car that was second the number 74 Ranch Resorts Riley, that leaves in LMP3 now, Matt Bell leading for AWA it's Matthew Bell UK, Matthew Bell from the northeast of England originally in second, the number 85 Time and van der Helm driven GDC Miller Motorsports bright yellow car that's the car with my other car as a Porsche on the side isn't it And which is a little in-joke because they're waiting for their 963 customer car uh, 33 is in third position anybody's ever ordered a new car knows that you know it's one of those things you just wait for it 33 in third is the Sean Creech motorsport car three GTD bros at the front of the GTD field Corvette with Jordan Taylor by just three quarters of a second from Frankie Calvo in second sorry from Jack Hawksworth in second and David Pittard in third it's about another second and a half back second back now so 3.14 and 23 three different manufacturers there Chevy Corvette C8R lexus rcf gt3 and aston martin vantage gt the new corvette gt3 car the purpose built gt3 car remember this car here is the the gtlm car which was engineered to lmp3 gt3 pace sorry and that car was revealed this week to uh, some applause and aplomb it's has uh, been very well received indeed in GTD itself, Kenton Cook by three seconds in the court off Mercedes from Daniel Morad. Drafted in to the Windward Racing team, running in a strong second place in that car that has made their uh, mechanics and a couple of teams as well a bit weary overnight. Completely rebuilt into a new shell that car. Frankie Monte Calvo in the GTD Lexus number 12 in third position Mercedes Mercedes Lexus and the McLaren actually we should mention Brendan Aree doing a pretty good job there in that uh, number 70 car this is the uh, Inception racing machine that he sh- shares with uh, Frederick Schandorf, Ollie Milroy with a new new old helmet design actually he's gone back to an old helmet design but it is a new helmet and Mar- Marvin Kerkoffer in that car sitting in fourth position, Brendan will be pleased with that, his lap times have been pretty steady as well, around about the uh, mid to high 148s, holds on to fourth position in that category uh, that is your VP Racing Fuels update, VP and stay frosty, the official coolant of the IMSA championships more details at the VP website